Are you tired of solar door knockers? Looking for a trusted, reliable local solar company? Affordable Solar has been in business for 25 years and is offering residential solar systems that can save you money. Control what you pay for your electricity without any money out of your pocket. Affordable Solar is offering a local zero-down solar loan at the most competitive rates. Save even more with your 40% tax credits. Make the clean switch to solar. Call Affordable Solar, 505-274-7939. Trusted, reliable, local, affordable solar. Before we get to today's episode of the Pit Press Podcast, I'm Ryan Tamori. It's uh, much appreciated always and one of probably next to Rocky Long, probably my favorite head head football coach, not named Mike Loxley at UNM. Uh, Danny Gonzalez, I really like Coach G. He's the man. Um, We'll get to him. We'll get his reaction to the Hawaii win, and they're going to one in in six Nevada this week. Uh, We want to thank more of our sponsors. Hey. Are you looking for a place to watch the Lobo football team when they are on the road? Head over head over to Turquoise Desert Tap Room, only a few minutes away from Santa Ana Star Casino. Hey, you can go put money on the games, then head over there. You can catch the Lobos. Other college football games and all the NFL action with NFL Sunday Ticket. Stop by for food, drinks, and football. Turquoise Desert Tap Room also serves Local brews on tap. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Instagram at Turquoise Desert Tap Room. And when you're done at Turquoise Desert Tap Room, head over to Absolute Fitness ABQ. Are you ready to discover the ultimate fitness experience in Albuquerque? Look no further than Absolute Fitness ABQ, your one stop destination for reaching your fitness goals. Here's some exciting news Absolute Fitness is proud to be the exclusive first form retailer in New Mexico. Absolute Fitness is where your fitness journey begins. Visit their website at www.absolutefitnessabq.com or give them a call at 505-373-6500. To learn more and sign up for a membership, remember, as the exclusive first-form retailer in New Mexico, they are here to help you take your fitness to the next level. And lastly, Abrazo Homes. They are Lobo-owned and Lobo-operated and a proud supporter of the University of New Mexico Athletic Department and its student-athletes. Join the movement and help Abrazo Homes build momentum by contributing to the 505 Sports Venture Foundation or the UNM Lobo Club. When you buy an Abrazo home, you become a part of the Abrazo Familia. Hey, not bad for a Hungarian Polak. Looking to build the perfect home in New Mexico? Find them at abrazohomes.com. Now to Danny Gonzalez. The Get a chance to see Ehrlicher, the linebacker, who they say has the potential to be the best defensive player they've ever had in New Mexico. Looking down the middle, throwing into coverage, and it's picked off by New Mexico. No, 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 but Christian Washington says yes, yes, yes! Christian Washington! I don't need to take a knee! I want six! Touchdown, New Mexico! McKendrick back through the air where he struggled. That time right on the money! Jordan Porter! How about that for New Mexico? Where's that been all night? Jordan, 81 yards on the ground today, 
takes the final knee. <laughs> I saw Richard McCorley, our player of the game, take quite the backflip in the air. <laughs> and for New Mexico, their second bowl win since the early 60s. And Bob Davey thrown up on the shoulders of the Lobos after a 23-20 win for New Mexico. Back to another episode of the Pit Press Podcast. My name is Ryan Tamori. As always, I'm joined by friend in this endeavor, Lobo fan since 1970, and the voice of the Western New Mexico Mustangs. Man, I'm getting old and I'm losing my mind. Ed, how are you? Ed Nunez. I'm doing great, Ryan. Uh, great to be on with you again. As always, hey, our next guest, and we always appreciate his time, is the head coach at UNM, the head football coach at UNM. They're coming off a 42-21 win over conference rival Hawaii. It's the first Mountain West Conference win in two years and the first Mountain West Conference win at home since 2017. The Lobos will take on Nevada, the Nevada Wolfpack in Reno, Nevada, this Saturday night. Kickoff is set for 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You can catch the game on CBS Sports Network or listen to Rob Portnoy and Don Moore on the call on Lobo Radio Network. His name is Danny Gonzalez. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, obviously, it was a fun night on Saturday. Our kids played hard, played well. Thought we played 60 minutes of football for the first time all year, and uh, it's given us some momentum going into this week. But, I mean, all those uh, all those nice things that people are saying about them, all those things, they've got to just let it roll off their back because they weren't saying those nice things two weeks ago. And so stay complacent. I mean, don't be complacent, excuse me. Stay the course and prepare for this one just like we did last week. My first question to you is how difficult can it be during a season when you when it's kind of like a roller coaster ride week to week how do you maintain that focus well i mean i the focus is our football team uh i think i think we have the makings of a good football team and i think we displayed it on saturday uh we've got to play complete complimentary football for and stay on that mission i think they've responded every week at practice i mean we had a great week of preparation before wyoming played well had a third quarter lull and then fought our way back with a chance to to win the ball game with a minute to go uh then against san jose state i thought we played good for 30 minutes and then that derailment of the train that got off the tracks and we couldn't stop it and then I thought they came out and and same preparation and did a nice job and then played against Hawaii so I mean our team has been even keel it's about the the dead ball penalties eliminating those which we did on Saturday that gave us the best chance to win and then we executed for four quarters instead of 30 minutes I love this stat you held Hawaii your defense held Hawaii to one one of ten on third down what were the different co- coverages you were using getting the pressure on their quarterback, Braden Schrager, Schrager. And what kind of game did defensive coordinator Troy Reffitt call? You know, we uh, we did some different things on defense. They played San Diego State the week before. Uh, I figured that they were going to go. They had that extra week of practice. So we did some we did some stuff that we had a two-down lineman look that we hadn't showed. Uh, we blitzed probably a little bit more, but played zone behind it. Uh, we'd been playing about 65 to 70% man on the year. We were probably about 75% zone on Saturday. And then came after them with some uh, different blitzes that we hadn't shown. Now, I had said earlier in the year, I think our secondary, they're really talented. They were young. They were giving up a bunch of big plays, making mistakes. They've gotten better as the season went along, and I thought they played really well on Saturday. I mean, we uh, with six minutes to go in the game and the score was 42-14, we had given up 270 total yards of, of offense against one of the best passing offenses in the country. And – I thought those guys did a great job. Now we put some young guys in after that, and they scored a touchdown and got another 130 yards. 
Uh, and in that final six minutes, uh, I thought those guys got some valuable experience, but they sure didn't play as good as the guys that played for the first 56 minutes of the game. You know, uh, Coach, one of the things I noticed was UNM was impressive on first down all afternoon, both in the running game and the passing game. How did the offensive line grade out? I don't know if we uh, talked – you know, we, you went through a lot of different things on Saturday night and yesterday at the press conference. How did the offensive line grade out? I thought they did a really nice job. I mean, that's been the, the staple of our team on offense every week. Uh, they've gotten better and better and better. I think Coach Blankenship's done a great job with those five, really at six guys up front uh, that are playing in a rotation. Isaiah Silliman, Tito Stafford, and Issei Matatuya are the three guards that kind of rotate, and then the other three are pretty staple between CJ, DJ, and JC. So I think those five have done a really good job of getting better each week. I mean, Dylan got hit one time Saturday. They had a sack on a third and long when they were able to blitz anybody after we had our first dead ball penalty of the day. Outside of that, he slid, they hit him late, and then he got a, a long run where he ran out of bounds. He had a clean jersey, and that's because of those five guys up front, and they've gotten better every week. Yeah, they, uh, they, I thought, uh, again, dominated on first down, rarely behind the chains on Saturday. I thought they did a great job. It's been two, since 2006 since two Lobos were named uh, Co-Mountain uh, Co West Player of the Week. Quarterback Dylan Hopkins was the Offensive Conference Player of the Week, and uh, Safety Jamarius Lewis was the Defensive Conference Player of the Week. What does that mean to the program? I, you, know, you mentioned, Coach, uh, after the loss to San Jose State, you know, people were kind of down on the program. It's true. Uh, winning cures a lot. But what does that mean having two uh, Co-Mountain West uh, defensive, uh, Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week? What does that mean to the program? I think it just shows how well we played on Saturday. It was the first time that it's happened against a conference opponent since 2003. Go all the way back to then. Uh, in 2006, it was against Texas State when I was here. Again, 2003, it was against Colorado State. So I think it speaks volumes about how well our guys played Saturday. I mean, Dylan, obviously, 20-25, set the school record for completion percentage above 20 passes at 80%, which is, I mean, phenomenal. And then Jamarius, seven tackles. Two PBUs, two interceptions, a forced fumble, a sack. I mean, that's that's as good a day statistically um, as you can have ever in the game of football. So those guys obviously played well. It was nice that it was recognized. Uh, once again, that goes into the getting complacent, thinking you've arrived because people are telling you how wonderful you are. I think uh, Dylan's going to win the Manning Award this week. I mean, the, all those things are great, and they're really good for the program. They're good if you handle them right. And, and I told those guys, I mean, those guys weren't giving you those awards last week when, when you played good because you didn't win. Well, now that you've won, everybody's patting you on the back. Hey, keep the course. Say thank you. Appreciate them. Have them jump on the bandwagon. But don't let them convince you that you've arrived because you've never arrived. That's, that's a good point. I, I understand what you're, you're saying there. You know, Coach, one of the things that you mentioned in the preseason, you felt New Mexico was much improved on both sides of the ball. You know, you, you mentioned the swing and the hammer. You mentioned you felt you had playmakers. Uh, deep running back room, which uh, we'll you know we'll, we'll talk about later. This might have been the best overall game on both sides of the ball in some time that I can remember. Are you know, and I'm sure I know the answer to this, but are you still confident in your prediction of the team going to a bowl game? I am. I mean, I believe. I mean, we got five more to go. I mean, we're three and four. Uh, we got five guaranteed to earn the sixth one, preferably uh, here in our stadium. Uh, we obviously we've got the, the margin for error is significantly lesser than it was a few weeks ago before Wyoming and San Jose state. But if you watch our league, our league is, I mean, what San Jose state did to Utah state, Utah state was on top of the world. I mean, they took Fresno to the, to the brink of the, of their game last week. Fresno had to score a last second touchdown. I mean, everybody in our league is so comparable 
you have to prepare like we did last week and come out and execute and play. We have enough talent. Uh, now I think we've got some belief behind it because we actually put 60 minutes of football together. we got to continue to prepare and, and avoid that whole adage of, of thinking that we're better than we are. I mean, we won one football game against Hawaii, who get San Jose State at home this weekend for homecoming. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see that game go down to the wire and Hawaii have a chance to win. That's just how our league is. So if we prepare right, we, we got a great chance to win. I mean, we got to get three more, and we got five. So we got to win three out of five to get to the bowl game. We're good enough to win all five. We're good enough to get the, the teams that we're playing are good enough to beat us in all five. You're on mute, Brian. Brian, you're on mute. My bad. I went out. The The mixer went out. Um, I know you've already talked about Andrew Henry after the win, uh, but can you speak about his performance and maybe what kind of spark that broke? I thought uh, Andrew did a really nice job, especially on the perimeter. The The crazy part is I still don't think uh, Andrew was healthy last week, full 100%. What he's done in practice this week has been really special and dynamic. I mean, he's I think he's able to cut full speed and do some of those things. We tried to use his, his skills last week to get out on the perimeter. You didn't see a lot of inside runs by Andrew. He's got the ability to do that. I thought he looked a little bit better in practice doing that this week. Um, but what he's overcome, I mean, he, he had a high ankle sprain during fall camp got back, got rolled up in practice, chipped a bone in his ankle. Uh, I mean, he's fought through all kinds of adversity, and, and I think he's finally healthy, which is really exciting for our football team. How difficult is it to, as a head coach or maybe an offensive quarter to manage carries between all of these capable running backs? It would be if they were all healthy. But since they're getting banged up, it's easy to just say next man up. And they've all been banged up in different ways, so it's it's worked out good this year. I'm glad that room was six deep. Um but on a typical case, you'd like to have one guy that takes 20, 25 carries and then another guy that takes 10 to 15. Uh, we've been divvying it up almost 50-50 amongst that whole room. So we've been luxury that we've got them, that they're even, even when they're banged up, the next man's up. And they haven't been banged up other than uh, Dorian Lewis for a season ending. Uh, all the rest of them, we've been able to kind of move back in and forth just like that. You know, Coach, uh, no one is saying you, – you mentioned this too. The loss to San Jose State was disappointing. But I noticed, you know, I've been around athletics a long time. I've watched, you know, as a player, as basketball coach, refereed high school ball, been a broadcaster for a while. I've been around athletics a long time. But one thing I noticed at the press conference after the game last Saturday was safety Jamarius Lewis and, uh, you know, quarterback Dylan Hopkins. Their attitude uh, still very positive, uh, you know, about the team and the direction of where it's going. Um, can you talk a little bit about the players, uh, you know, the week of practice leading up to Hawaii? Talk a little bit about the locker room. It doesn't seem to seem to me like the attitude, it, uh, it, you know, with those two players that I that we uh, saw at the press conference is still very positive. Talk a little bit about the veteran leadership inside that locker room. I think Dylan's done a great job uh, with his leadership, and Alec Morenko, Jamaris Lewis, those guys. I think they've stayed the course. I think they believe in what we're doing. I think they believe in the talent that's on this football team, um, and I think they believe in the coaches. I mean, the biggest thing is when those kids know that you have their best interest in mind. And anything you do, whether it be football, whether it be injuries, whether it be school, whether it be family, I mean, I think they're willing to run through a wall for you. And I think we've got a bunch of guys on this team that like being around each other. They like being around the coaching staff. They like being around the families. And they prepare like it. They play like it. And I think they know that if something goes bad in their life, they've got a place to turn. And I think when you when you establish that, and then it takes some time, but when you establish that with those guys, and they're willing to do anything for you. And I think uh, that's the 
the temperament of our team. You know, uh, Coach, uh, Nevada is 1-6 coming off a win against San Diego State last week, a 6-0 to win. Uh, what is it you know? Uh, you mentioned a couple of things at the press conference on Tuesday. What, is, uh, what can you tell us about Nevada? Well, Brendan Lewis, their quarterback, I mean, he's a dynamic dual threat. He throws the ball well. Um, he's very fast and, and elusive. Um, they run the zone read. I mean, the, they, they kept the pistol in hand at Nevada that's been there since Chris Alt was there. Uh, they, they're very successful out of it. You can't – I mean, a typical team, you have an offset back. You can try and eliminate how they're going to run certain plays. Because of the alignment from the pistol, they can go both directions. He does a great job running to his left and, and being able to – sorry, running to his right and still being able to throw the ball – run to his left to still be able to throw the ball. I mean, very dynamic that way. Um, Sean Dollar, the running back, he's a transfer from Oregon. Uh, he is, there's a reason he signed with Oregon out of high school. Jamal Bell's probably their best wide receiver, number three. Um, he can run every route. He gets open. I mean, you see him run by the guys at USC. You see him run by the guys at Kansas. You see him run by UNLV. So they've got some talent and, and uh, on offense that they've been able to do some good things this year. Much like us earlier in the year, they made a bunch of mistakes that eliminated them from winning games. I mean, they're 24-24 with Kansas late in the game. Uh, they obviously held San Diego State to zero points, uh, won 6-0 on Saturday. And everybody knows around here how much time I spent at San Diego State and around some of those kids, uh, how hard of a victory that was. I'm glad Nevada got that victory and they're not coming in here with a 17-game losing streak. I mean, all those things add up. The pressure's gone of them having to win. Now they're excited to win. So I think you've got two football teams that are – headed in the same trajectory. I think Ken Wilson uh, does a great job. Coach Wilson's teams play hard uh, on defense. Uh, Tongiaki Mataleona is uh, – he's exciting to watch. Uh, Emory Johnson is number five. He's a safety. He's exciting to watch. Those guys make plays all over the field. Up front, you're going to see them do a lot of things similar to what we do off uh, defensively where they stunt, twist, run games. Um, you'll see them move pre-snap so that they can get you off targeting. Uh, I mean, they do – They've done a really nice job, and they've gotten better and better every week. I mean, they've been competitive in almost every single game. USC got after them pretty good. They were still running by them on, on offense. Um, outside of that, I mean, UNLV was close for a while. UNLV scored a couple late touchdowns. They beat San Diego State. They had Kansas 20-24-24 late in the game. They had Texas State late in the game. So, I mean, they're a, they're a confidence bunch for being a one and 16. And if you watch their game against San Diego state, the excitement on that sideline, you'd have no idea that they were zero and six going into that game. Yeah, I think uh, I forgot who had mentioned it at the mountain West conference football media days. It was obviously one of the other coaches. It might've been you. I know somebody said that you guys are on a group chat or something, but um, Ken Wilson, you just mentioned him. He's in his six series, three and 16. Seems like you guys, you know, the reju the, the process of rejuvenating a program, the process of turning something around. Have you two talked about that? Is it something that you've had a conversation with him about? Oh, um, definitely compared notes. Uh, what I what I appreciate about Coach Wilson, one, he's really he's a good person. Uh, he does things the right way. He handles kids the right way. He's a no-nonsense guy. We've shared – I mean, they're trying to get an indoor facility built out there. So we shared what we have here and how, how we went about it and what we do. I mean, those kind of things. Anything I can do to help people in our league – I think it's a, it's beneficial for the University of New Mexico as well as the Mountain West Conference. Uh, the better they are, the better our league is, the better things are for us. So um, outside of, of strategic things, uh, which coaches don't help each other with, I mean, all the other stuff, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, as big an advocate as for anybody in our league. Um, there's teams I don't like, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to help them. Uh, and I think uh, 
I mean, he's he's in a very similar situation. He's been there two years and and trying to get this thing turned around. Uh, different era than the transfer portal when when you can't build it with freshmen anymore. So he had a connection to Oregon. They've taken a bunch of kids from there. They got a couple from Illinois. I mean, they've they've done a good job recruiting. Uh, now it's a matter of getting him the team cohesive and and winning football games. UNM football team heads to Reno, Nevada this Saturday night. Kickoff again, 8.30, CBS Sports Network. You can get Robert Portnoy and Dontrell Moore on the call on the Lady, Lady, can't talk. Lobo Radio Network. He's the head football coach at UNM. His name is Danny Gonzalez. Coach, we appreciate all the time you've given us this season. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you guys. Like I said, all you do. I mean, this new graphic you got going on is great. This thing gets better and better every time I see it. It's really cool stuff. Uh, I appreciate all of the publicity that you give to our school. It's important. Uh, it's greatly valued. And uh, you and Ed do a great job, and I enjoy being on with you guys. Thanks for having me. Go Lobos. We appreciate it. Have a good one, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Get a chance to see Ehrlicher, the linebacker, who they say has the potential to be the best defensive player they've ever had in New Mexico. Looking down the middle, throwing into coverage, and it's picked off by New Mexico. The no, 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 but Christian Washington says yes, yes, yes. Christian Washington. I don't need to take a knee. I want six. Touchdown, New Mexico. He can't trade back through the air where he struggled. That's a right on the money. Jordan Porter. How about that for New Mexico? Where's that been all night? Jordan, 81 yards on the ground today, takes the final knee. <laughs> I saw Richard McCorley, our player of the game, take quite the backflip in the air. <laughs> and for New Mexico, their second bowl win since the early 60s. And Bob Davey thrown up on the shoulders of the Lobos after a 23-20 win for New Mexico.